This episode of Super Boothers is brought to you by PB Backdrops, photo booth accessories, and more. Get anything you need for your photo booth business. Visit their website at pbbackdrops.com and use promo code SUPERBOOTHERS at checkout for 10% off. Code expires June 30th. Welcome to Super Boothers. I am Ryan. And I'm Ismail. And, and we today, finally got our audio working. <laughs> today we're having a long day, but uh, we're back at it. And we're lucky to have Thomas Siegel joining us on the show. Thomas, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thomas is from Photobooth Startup and he makes fantastic iPad booths and he sells them. Where do you sell them at? Um, I sell them on three platforms, eBay, Etsy, and I also sell them on Facebook. And Craigslist? Uh, no, not on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thomas, for everyone that doesn't know you out there, can you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, how you got in the industry, and how you got transitioned into building booths? Yeah, sure. I'm a, I'm a full-time firefighter, and I'm pretty lucky to have a schedule where I work 24 hours on, and then I'll have uh, 24 hours off. So this has given me a lot of free time. Um, A lot of guys that I work with have side jobs. So I I wanted one where I could work for myself, but where the startup cost would be minimal. And uh, photo booths seemed to hit that on the head for me. Where did you first see a photo booth and why did you think that would be a good business to get into? Um, Just from a friend's wedding. I noticed it. It was a really nice setup. And uh, it was the first time I actually saw an open air photo booth. Because in my mind, I I always thought of photo booths as the old, you know, movie theater uh, photo booth that you sit down in. Fit two people and yeah. Yeah. But when I saw the open air concept, I was like, wow, this looks really nice. And and it just got my my mind thinking to that's something I might be able to do myself. And and Thomas, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but do you still have the rental business? And if not, why why or why not? And why did you try to focus more on the uh, the building booths business? What what went into that thought process? Um I still I don't have the rental business any longer. I was in it for about three years, but the last year and a half, I've been really focusing on um, building photo booths and selling them. But I do still have like all my props, my backdrops. So I do put it to use sometimes for a family friend that might have a party. But now I've been focusing on sales 100%. And is that, is that mostly because it's, it's an easier thing to do, build booths and sell them? Is it more profitable? Like, Why did you decide to shift your focus more towards that? Um, I, I, really, I really like rentals. I liked... Uh, the whole experience, seeing the clients happy. Once I started building a photo booth for myself, I found a new love for building that I didn't even know that I had. I actually enjoy it so much. I enjoy uh, building the booths and see, sending them out and seeing people use them. I was going to say, I, I always wondered for people who like build these handmade booths, maybe it's exciting in the beginning, your first few, but once you've sold a ton of booths, do you still feel that excitement building booth 50, booth 60, or does it kind of start fading away over time? No, it's still exciting. Every every time I get a sale, it's uh, to me it's a big responsibility, and I want to deliver. I'm always I'm always shocked when I get a sale, and I always want to give them the best product available. That's the same thing. I think that I've been I've been doing this a while now, and every time I get a sale, I have a little notification that pops up, and it says payment received. I flip and love that, and it never gets old. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, one thing I like about Etsy is um, it gives this this ching notification. Ooh, oh, the cha-ching is the best. <laughs> yeah, I love a good cha-ching. <laughs> yep. So how do you so how do you market these photo booths that you're selling now? Well, I originally started marketing it 
uh, just through pictures that I would have. I would put them on uh, Facebook in the Facebook photo booth groups, uh, which I really recommend for anyone that's in the photo booth world to definitely check out um, the Facebook world of, of photo booth groups. I didn't know it existed until only a few months ago, and there's so much great information in there. But back on topic, that's when I decided that a video would actually show the photo booth better. And I did a full video uh, showing my photo booth. From that video, I've, I got a lot of interest. That was a great way to market the photo booth. A lot of people are visual people, and the videos absolutely help them. When did you get your first sale? I got my first sale about a year ago. And how long did it take for whenever you posted it until when someone actually purchased it? That first sale was on eBay. It took about one week. Really? And, yeah. And, and that uh, photo booth was actually made from cardboard. Wow. <laughs> how was it made from cardboard? It was, it was a cardboard box that I got from the container store. Um, there was a pretty cool do-it-yourself video that I came across on YouTube. It, it inspired me to get the same box. I got a box. I, I cut a, a ring light hole. I put a, a PC tablet in there, a T3 Canon camera, and I advertised it as a cardboard photo booth on eBay. And, and someone bought it. And somebody bought it, yep. How much did they buy it for? They bought it for $500, so I really didn't make a lot of money because I – all, all the pieces that it took to build, I probably made like $50 at the end of the day. $450 in cardboard. Yeah, but it was, just, <laughs> it was just exciting to have my first sale. And they actually liked the photo booth. I got a positive feedback. So I'm looking at this YouTube video right now, and it's actually pretty cool. Like, I don't think I would know that it was made out of cardboard. It, it, wasn't, a like a, it wasn't like a cardboard. Well, it was a cardboard box, but it was like laminated cardboard. So it looked a little better than sure. a basic brown box. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm looking at some Amazon boxes that I have right now, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, how can I sell this on eBay for 500 bucks? <laughs> yeah. And just to piggyback on this first sale question, when you first started building the booth, did you initially start to build it for yourself, or did you always have the intention to build to sell it to other people? And if not, how did that first interest start coming in? I originally had the idea just to build it for myself. With that booth, I went through about a few cardboard boxes before I really got a perfect what <laughs> I was so happy with the results that I had. I was like, I think I could actually sell this. I went on to making my next booth uh, for myself. And then I just kept on selling. I think the key here is that, you know, you are always improving. And I think that that is something that everyone needs to be doing. I, I think the first photo booth that I built was out of a pipe and drape base. We went to Home Depot. We got some aluminum casing, and I ended up making my first glow booth. I think the whole thing ended up costing me about $800 when everything was completely said and done. Um, and that was only just from you know trial and error and mistakes and fixing whatever we needed to fix. Now, I think that I've, I'm on maybe my sixth or seventh revision on it. And I think that you're always tweaking it. You're always trying to improve it and make it better. And I think that's amazing. For people like me that are not DIYers, how do you advise people make that and like analyze that decision whether they should buy a booth or create their own booth, whether they're starting out or whether they already have a rental business and they're looking to get more booths? What do you think like your customers should think about before deciding whether to build something or buy something? To start out with um, a simple photo booth like I did, something cardboard something that you could cut with an X-Acto knife, and then you could get really creative with it. And wherever your mind brings you, uh, you could just use that as a template. And then once you get more serious into photo booths, you could um, start using better materials like aluminum, 
uh, plastic, wood. Just getting your foot in the door, I'd say, taking the first step and building a photo booth out of any materials. I think the big takeaway here is stop talking and start doing. It doesn't matter what material you're using. People build photo booths out of uh, fans. There's a whole group dedicated to that, a box fan photo booth group. There is. It's like a... It's like its own like little like subculture. So what people do is there's I guess uh, I think it's on Amazon or Home Depot where they take a huge what is it like a floor fan or a box fan? They hollow out all of like the fan and the metal grate and all this other stuff. And I've seen it done in a couple of really cool ways. I was at PBX and there was one company I don't know who it was, but they ended up doing a mirror booth out of it. Another company did like a huge ring light out of the out of the fan yeah it's amazing uh some of the things people come up with there's also a ikea photo booth group where people are making photo booths out of medicine cabinets i've seen that it's the red one yeah yep and now wherever i go if i walk through ikea all i see are photo booths (laughs) (laughs) well and that's the thing i think truthfully i mean any monitor can be made into a photo booth i was telling ismail that in my office i have a 55 inch tv that i mounted vertically that i'm looking at it i'm like okay if i stick a camera on top of this run dark room put a really cool screen on it i mean ta-da i got a photo booth and that's the thing there's like once you get really familiar with photo booths is when you realize that it's basically a camera a touchscreen monitor computer and a printer so i originally didn't start making them to sell them but once i started making them and getting really comfortable with them i realized you know it is pretty basic and i think anybody that wants to attempt to build a photo booth should definitely uh take that step creativity absolutely comes from constraint one of the things that i need to take the time to say is i have always been very to myself and ismail has known this um thomas was one of my very first photo booth friends on Facebook. And I'm so appreciative because, you know, there are times where, you know, I would just kind of be tweaking with something and thinking of, you know, how can I make this better? Or I don't know what product to use or what have you. And I would ask questions and Thomas would say, oh yeah, try this. And he would literally send me about 10 Amazon links all at once. So I really have to say thank you for that because not a lot of people are very forthcoming with that information and sharing what they use to design with. So thank you, Thomas. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Thank you, too. You helped me a lot, too, with some great information. And I think it's great just exchanging information, uh, keeping it real and, you know, helping out others. And it's a good community and we could all help each other like a cake. We could all rise to the top at the same time. Mm, cake. <laughs> I stole that from someone. I don't know who. So we're building photo booths. And where do you see yourself heading in this next year? In this next year, I just plan on continuing building my photo booths. Uh, the photo booth that I build, I call it the frame photo booth. And it's pretty much, it looks like a picture frame. It has an LED backlight. So I have a question on this. So with the LED light, so I actually have several questions. So number one, the LED light that's in it, does that provide the light that shows up on people's faces? Like, is it bright enough for that? Oh yes, it, it is bright enough. Um, it could actually be too bright. So I actually have a dimmer switch on there. Wow. Yeah, and it gives a cool square effect in the eyes, kind of similar to the ring light boost that gives. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it still shows up in the picture. Yep, but um, I did have an event at a at a very dark bar, and it was enough light for the pictures. I'd recommend uh, additional lighting. So I do have a three point lighting system. Those little lightsaber things, right? Yep. And what are those called? Uh, those are called those lightsaber looking lights are called ice lights. 
And they're available on, uh, if you search on Amazon, you can find them for about $100 all the way up to $500 depending and, on the company. And they put up, put off enough light to where it lights the subject for the picture. Yeah. Th- those are great. I really like those. One of the things that I saw, I guess in the description is that it's all self-contained. I kept in mind to keep it USB powered. So my led lights are USB powered. The iPad that I use is obviously USB powered. And then I have a battery pack in there that could recharge the iPad twice over and keep the lights running for over six hours. It's really great. You just charge the battery pack overnight. And then when you have an event, you know that you're good to go for the whole event. So and then that covers six hours. Yep. And, then, can, if it's lo- and then if it's longer than six hours, do you just like switch out a battery pack or whatever? Um, actually, I, I provide a 15-foot USB cable. It's a micro USB that uh, goes right up the stand and plugs into the battery pack. So you can charge it concurrently. Yes, you could charge it while it provides power to the lights and the iPad also. That's kind of groundbreaking, I think. Yeah, it was just um, a lot of a lot of testing that I did for different ways, and that's just what I came across the best way. You know what, what I've always wondered, and I don't know if you guys have any answer to this. It's probably a, a, a too generic of a question, but... You know, Thomas is selling a ton of booths. You go to the expo, you see a lot of booth manufacturers. It seems like it's an exploding area of the industry. How big do you guys think the market is? Like, Tom, when, you, when, you, when you're selling these booths, do you find that it's all different owners or is it a lot of it usually the same person buying multiple booths? Like, I, I just I don't know if you guys have any insight into how big the market is or how much it's growing, but it seems like there's a lot of booth manufacturers out there now. And I wonder if it's different companies opening up or if it's just people growing their company and buying more booths. Um, in my case, it's it's a lot of different companies that are looking into these booths. I'll have someone that will buy one of my uh, photo booths just for a wedding, and then I'll have someone that will buy it for their business. I've, I just recently sold to an orthodontist uh, that he's going to have in his office in his waiting room for for uh, his patients that come by. They could take a selfie, upload it, and it's going to have his business name and his logo. And it's a great way for uh, people to advertise. So this is the thing. I think the answer to your question is twofold. I think, one, you're going to have a lot of people that are either just starting out that are looking to buy either an entry-level booth. There are some people that really don't want to go out and buy you know, a ten grand booth. I think that if you are an experienced person, that's probably where you're going to spend the money. I will also say that with as many photo booth manufacturers there are, there are – 10 times as many photo booth consumers. I think that I, I don't know the specifics on how many were at the expo. I'm pretty sure all of them sold photo booths. I don't think that there's one person that has, you know, a particular corner on the market. You're also going to have new businesses that are coming out where they're buying permanent installations to use in their businesses. I think the bars are going to do it. There's actually a seafood place that I went to that has monitors all over the restaurant and it has a little hashtag and you take a picture, hashtag it, and then all the pictures appear on all the TVs. I was also just telling Thomas that I also got a pediatric dentist to put a permanent photo booth in his waiting room. And I think it's a great thing. And I think that you're going to have a lot of businesses that are moving into this new territory. This particular pediatric dentist doesn't even have a website. They've been around for about 15 years. And from my understanding, they got a new investor. And the investor just told them, hey, you need to start having a web presence and start getting social with us online and having people take photos and then start sharing them. See, I understand business owners buying it and using it for their for their location, but... What Thomas was saying was that sometimes people buy it for their own wedding, 
And I, I just wonder, I don't know if Thomas, if you speak to these people, but I wonder the mindset of that co- consumer because it costs them more than it would to rent a booth. So they're buying a booth. They have to learn how to use it. They have to learn what software to get. Are they doing it because they plan on reusing it and trying to earn money back on it? Why, why are they buying the booth when they could rent it for cheaper? And to piggyback on that to both of you, do you think this is like a threat to the rental industry? Um, I don't think it's a threat to the rental industry because the people that uh, do buy my photo boost for their own event, it is like you said, they usually do want to uh, use that as an investment and then set, set up their own business with that photo booth and actually start earning money with the photo booth doing their own events. I, I could tell that just by the questions that I get. I get a lot of questions on uh, photo booth software and, and how to set up for events from people that buy my photo booths. The majority of people that are having events don't want to buy a photo booth. They want to rent a photo booth. I I don't really think we step on each other's toes. I think that you're going to have an individual that say, I have a lot of friends that are moms that are part of PTA that do several events a year. I think that those types of people may end up purchasing a photo booth in hopes of using it again, especially if it's an iPad photo booth to where you're just using an app, shoving it in there and, you know, plugging it in and then you're good to go. So, so what would you guys tell the listeners right now that are trying to grow their business and they see all these booth manufacturers popping up and companies trying to buy it for themselves and DIYers trying to buy it for themselves and they feel like they want to go after corporate clients, but maybe some of them are buying it for their own business. How do you think people should position themselves uh, in this changing marketplace? Um, I think you really have to study the market. I took several months before I purchased my first photo booth just researching. Honestly, at first it was really hard to find any good information out there, but you have to keep just hitting the grindstone and putting those hours in and really doing your research. I think that if photo booth people are wanting to go after corporate clients, even though photo booth manufacturers are now looking to sell to these businesses directly for permanent installations, I think you should be able to use this to your advantage. You have a couple of choices. A, you can choose to build or manufacture something on your own and add it to whatever you're currently offering. Or B, you can simply upsell something that already exists. Someone has done the work for you. There are plenty of photo booth manufacturers out there to where all you have to do is purchase the components, do a great job marketing it to people as your own, slap a custom vinyl on it, and ta-da, you've made a sale. On to the next. I think the key here is to be a resource and not let that hinder you if someone already else is selling it. I will say this though. So the flip side of it is if you're noticing that you're not making enough money because the photo booth that you're purchasing is too expensive, I think that's where necessity comes in and then you start having to think of options on your own and then ta-da, you're a photo booth manufacturer now. (laughs) How else are you selling the photo booth? I know you're selling on Etsy and I think that's genius because there's like two people selling on Etsy. Yeah, until this podcast comes out. (laughs) Yeah, I know that everyone will be selling on Etsy. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but so if it, if it was only two people selling, what made you decide to focus on that? Other people would have said, you know what? There's no market there. I'm not going to even bother. Well, before I started uh, making photo booths, I actually started out selling. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Iron Man, but I, I make an arc reactor and I sell it on Etsy. And I've been doing that for about two years now. So about a year before I even started uh building and selling photo booths. I, I sell arc reactors on uh, so on Etsy. I, I, I got I to gotta jump in here because yep. <laughs> you're a firefighter. You're a father. You have a rental business. You sell booths and you sell arc reactors. I think that's amazing. And a lot of our listeners are part-time boothers and they, they 
are always like complaining about managing their time. There's too much to do. I've got kids. I've got a business. I've got a job. How do you manage it all? Like, do you do anything different that allows you to manage your time better? What advice would you give to people that are feeling overwhelmed? I think not having any hobbies has helped. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> Yeah, and just to add, we're recording this at midnight on a Friday night. So yeah, no hobbies. <laughs> yeah. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> and now I found out my hobby is actually something that, that makes me money is, is building. It started from the arc reactors. Um, it was actually a, a few Halloweens ago, and my son was, was Iron Man for Halloween. And the costume that he got, it had a really bad arc reactor, and I was like... This won't do. Yeah, this won't do. I could, I could make a better one with a tap light. I will not allow this. Yep. You owe it your just, son. When he gets older, you, you gotta you gotta treat him to something for for what he did for you. Yeah, and and just like my first photo booth was a cardboard booth. I'm pretty sure this. I'm pretty sure the son's gonna want equity stake in photoboothstartup.com. <laughs> oh yeah, he has. He's actually my main advertiser. He has pictures of him holding the arc reactor. On Etsy. Perfect. <laughs> I love whenever people have kids that make them money. Brian Ginsburg is one of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Selling arc reactors really got me more familiar with Etsy and how to advertise. So if you type in um, Iron Man arc reactor on Google, I'm usually come up on the first page. And that's the same now. I, I use that knowledge to make um, iPad photo booth also pop up on the first page of Google. And that was just through simple marketing on um on Etsy. Etsy has a built-in marketing platform where you can essentially pay per day to advertise your product, and it's built into Etsy. They actually get you on Google. That's something not a lot of people know. It's a pretty cool loophole to get up on Google. I think you should have kept that one to yourself. Well, I don't mind. <laughs> you, do, you advertise I want on everybody it. to be successful. <laughs> they get you on Google as an ad on Google, or is it just that page gets listed higher on Google? You know where they get you on Google? Um, as an ad. When you search... It says shop for iPad photo booth, and then it will have like a few pictures because Etsy goes through through Google Shop. And uh, and right now I'm the second picture, my iPad photo booth. And for that, I only pay like three bucks a day. Wow. And I get a lot of leads from that. So I'm, that's, well, that's a very helpful tip to people that I know a lot of people also sell like backdrops or props, homemade props on Etsy. So people yep. can probably get a lot of value out of that tip. Oh, yeah. It all sounds like everything's going so nice and smooth for you and growing. What are you struggling with in, in the uh, effort to expand your manufacturing business? Is there anything that's, you know, like you're struggling with right now? Um, right now, I'm in a good space because I, I have everything laid out for the photo booth that I build. It is going pretty smooth. But I, I, um, I'm working on a ring light photo booth now, and I'm trying to figure out ways to become creative with that because there's a lot of uh, ring light photo booths out there, and it's kind of hard to – to make a unique one when they all kind of are ring lights, you know? Might I suggest cardboard? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so this is a thing that I want to get back to just for like two seconds. Thomas isn't going out there trying to sell to people that are going to purchase 10 photo booths for their photo booth fleet. I think that's also a big distinguisher here. I think that the person that Thomas is trying to target is an entry level lower cost photo booth. You know what? Hey, I want to I want to maybe get into the photo booth industry. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I need something low cost. I don't want to build it myself. I'm going to go and google something. Oh, look, here's what's number 2, iPad photo booth. That's easy. All I do is just pop on an iPad and continue. I think it's 
it's a great way for someone to get started. Yeah, I agree. I think the iPad photo booth, I really think the iPad photo booth market is going to continue to grow. And I think that we're, we're in a good time right now, just getting into the beginning of, you know, iPads really stepping up. And what makes um, you say that, that it's going to continue to grow? Have you seen something with, with your business that makes you feel that confident? Yes. Uh, well, the latest iPad Pro 9.7 inch has a 5 megapixel front-facing camera. And a lot of people are surprised with the quality of photos that uh, the newest iPad takes. And I think that's only going to continue to improve with, like every Apple product does. And, um, and it's just the ease of use. Instead of using a DSLR and a computer and, and people that are in the photo booth world know the struggle of lugging all of that stuff around. I think to have a simple solution all in one like an iPad and have it in a nice presentable uh, display form like a ring light booth or something entirely self-contained. Yeah. When use Ryan, it. I don't know if you have an iPad booth. I'll admit that I don't. What would you guys tell people like me that don't have an iPad booth? And they, they're used to having the higher quality cameras and, and the, the more professional setup, some may say. What would you tell people like me? Do you think it's worth having that in my uh, offering or is it not necessary if I'm already past the beginning stage? And again, I'm sorry if that's a stupid question, but I feel like I've, heard, I've seen people ask that before. No, it's not a stupid question. The reason why I have an iPad photo booth is truthfully to compete in my market. There is a large consensus that the market is saturated, and I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that. I think that there's a certain type of business for everyone. I Here's the thing that nobody wants to hear. As much as we like to design for ourselves and make products for ourselves, they are not for us. They are for our customers. We have to adapt and be able to offer what our customer wants. It's simple economics. What good is having a product if nobody buys it? If the demand from consumers is a lower cost option, it is our responsibility as service providers to give them that option. Think of it this way. If enough people yell and scream at AT&T to give them an unlimited plan for a lower cost, what do you think they're going to do? Eventually, they have to give in and give you an unlimited plan. Otherwise, what's going to happen? They're going to go somewhere else. I would much rather have someone continue to spend money with me than go to somewhere else. Um, in my fleet, I have everything from a small ring light photo booth that I can ship to someone. I have DSLR systems all the way up to a 360-degree multi-camera array. You have to be able to keep up with what consumers are wanting. And for right now, it's generally a lower cost photo booth. This seems to be everyone's biggest problem. There's lower cost options to cater to the lower cost segment of the market. Absolutely. And that's the thing is they're also paying a lower rate. You're not going to get absolutely everything that comes in a regular package. Do you guys sell prints with your iPad booths or is it just digital only? Um, with my with the iPad booth, I could do prints. Um, I sell it as I sell prints as an add-on with an iPad booth. And do most people take that option? I'm finding out more that it's really 50-50. Um, you're going to have a millennial client that doesn't give a shit about prints. They just want the digital version. And then you're going to have someone that, you know, absolutely does want something tangible as a takeaway. And, you know, I still want that print. I mean, it's very much 50-50. So what I'm taking away, and maybe the listeners will take the same thing away, is that if you want to have a lower cost, easier option, it's worthwhile having an iPad booth in your fleet because you can do it without prints, with prints, and it's an easier thing to transport so you can do lower cost events. Is that correct? Sure. And you're also able to ship it. And I think that that's also where the market's heading. And now printing off the iPad is seriously so easy. Well, uh, printing off the iPad is pretty easy. You could, if you have a MacBook Pro, you could download this, uh, I believe it's $15. It's called Printopia. It's an app. Oh, that, Printopia is genius. 
Yeah, it turns it turns I have a basic DNP RX1 uh, die sub printer and it turns it into like a Wi-Fi printer through the network. You don't even need the internet. It sets up and its you, own network. And you have that connected to the laptop? I have the I have the printer connected to the laptop and then the iPads sending it the laptops grabbing it from the iPad with that Printopia app. Isn't there another option doesn't um, doesn't DNP make a little digital wireless hotspot thing? Yep. Um, there's a great video out there on YouTube. If you search uh, Simple Booth Print, the guys over at Simple Booth give a great video explaining uh, three different ways to print from an iPad uh, to a printer if you'd like to do that. Okay, Thomas, what new things do you have coming out with this next year? Uh, March 2018, I actually have an exhibitor spot at the Photo Booth Expo in Las Vegas. Fantastic. We can see a PBX. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be my first year there. So photoboothstartup.com. I'm going to have my frame booth there, and I'm going to have something new for you guys. Um, he, I actually know what it is, and this <laughs> thing, this thing is seriously – groundbreaking i think that there are very few things in our industry that come out every so often this is just one of those groundbreaking things and truthfully you're going to sell a million of them i want everyone to bring credit cards cash check bitcoin i'm pretty sure thomas will accept it (laughs) paypal PayPal. who can forget paypal (laughs) have you ever had a client that wanted a super specific backdrop last minute Someone that requested theme props. Are you tired of boas that disintegrate and leave a mess? Brian Ginsberg with PD Backdrops has bailed me out plenty of times. Give him a call or take a look at his website. He can help you with anything you need and get it shipped to you quickly. He's offering such a great deal to our listeners. 10% off your order using promo code SUPERBOOTHERS. Visit his website at pbbackdrops.com. And now back to the show. Now we're going to move into our final questions. Thomas, just answer them as best you can, as fast you can. Cool. What is your best memory from an event? My best memory from an event would be, uh, I say like every time, I just see the smiles on the people's faces when they use the photo booth. It always makes me happy when I just see people happy using the photo booth. What's the craziest thing that you ever had happen at an event? With my first photo booth, not, not the one that I built, but one that I actually purchased, it came with a really slow computer. And I Uh-oh. didn't. I know where this is going. Yeah, I didn't realize how crucial that was to the photo booth. Little and bit. So when I did my first event, um, I realized how important it is to have a good, good machine running. And uh, yeah, it was really laggy. The camera would take the picture, and it wouldn't pop up on the screen for about a minute. And a minute in the photo booth world feels like an hour. I'm pretty so. sure you're sweating more than you would if you were inside a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> <laughs> It was like almost the same level as that. Uh, one thing I'd recommend definitely when you're getting started out in the photo booth world would be uh, if you're just beginning, do your first events with family and friends. That way uh, when things do go wrong, at least you have that buffer where it's not that serious. You know, It's just for a family friend. Maybe you do it for free. It's your gift for the party. And then that's also a good way to get your name out there. Awesome. How do you define success? Just doing what you enjoy, what makes you happy. Being happy. Success is happiness, I think. And a little Etsy notification going, cha-ching! Yep, (laughs) that helps too. What advice would you give to boothers looking to grow their business? I can't give much advice in the rental business since I'm kind of far removed from that. But uh, if you're looking to grow 
your sales business as a photo booth manufacturer. Uh, start out with DIY and then ask a lot of questions. Everything could be figured out. People could help you. Um, I could always help. You could email me at info at photoboothstartup.com. If you have any questions about getting started, uh, I'm always there to help out. And finally, what's one thing you wish you knew earlier? Um, I wish I knew about iPad photo booths and how much easier they are, in my opinion, than using the standard uh, DSLR computer, big bulky setup, because I have a small car. It's a pain transporting it. It was a pain uh, spending like over a half an hour just getting this big photo booth set up when this whole time I could have had something way more portable that the guest would enjoy pretty much the same amount. I don't see any um, any difference in the quality of the event, and I just think that I wish I knew that there was other options that would uh, be a lot more portable and easier for someone getting started. I, I did want to add one thing. Uh, if you guys want to check out my cardboard photo booth, the video is actually still up on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search my first photo booth yeah, build. Yeah, we'll put that in our show notes. Oh, yeah, cool. And you can see the cardboard photo booth in all its glory. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's also it's always good for people to see how people started out. It's kind of inspirational to show that you just take that first step, like you said, and just get going. Yeah, it's just the first step that's most important. Well, absolutely, and I think that it's always kind of nice to take a look at the beginning and see how far you've come. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Thomas. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much to Thomas Siegel for joining us today. You can visit his website at photoboothstartup.com. You can also see him next year in PBX in Las Vegas from March 12th through the 14th. If you want to find out about any other products or YouTube videos we talked about on this episode, please check out our show notes. Tell us what you think and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Superboothers and submit your questions online, superboothers.com. Join us next week with our special guest, Kelly Williams from Photobuzz Studios. Don't forget to subscribe and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.